I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. The first thing that we're going to look at is intent and stages. So the intent behind why do you need to build out your pipeline? And some people on this may be, may be like, dude, I know why, and I've been doing this forever, and I know why it's important. I'm just looking for some tips. But there's a lot of people that don't understand the importance of why. So the importance of why building out your pipeline or why you should build out your pipeline and continuously build out is a lot of times people will build out their pipeline. They got opportunities and they just sit and wait. And I've had so many conversations with people individually, companies where the salespeople are waiting around for things to happen and they're waiting around for deals to get done. And that just doesn't work. Anything can happen. I've been in situations back in 08 when the market crashed and automotive took a dump and I was in sales at a plastics company and it, it, we lost 35% of our business overnight. Um, and I, I was tasked to go and replace it. And that, that was difficult back in 08. Um, and so you never know what's going to happen. So you always have to keep feeding the top of this funnel and feeding this beast and building out your pipeline. Never assume that any deal is done until it's inked. Now, the different stages of a pipeline um, I've got my own look on it. So a lot of people say, well, oh, I've got leads. I look at a lead. Uh, a lead is just a name at a company. It's no more than that. Um, a, a lead is not anything that is substantial until it's been qualified. So I say, all right, we've got a lead. A lead is a person at a company that inquired or that we feel like we could help them and and you guys feel like you guys could help them. And, and so until we qualify them, they're just, you know, they're just kind of a name on a list. The next step is going to be the prospect. So once you've qualified them, you move them into that prospect phase and you've done that initial conversation. Do they have the budget? Do you have the services? Do, do you have something that will solve their problems for you? So you're qualifying them after you get the contact or after they reach out to you as a lead, you qualify them, they're a prospect. Once a prospect then happens, then I just typically say it's going into a quote, whether it's an RFQ, RFP, whatever it is. Once a quote is done and it's sent, then they move into the closing phase. So my process is simple. It's lead, prospect, quote sent, and then closing. The next step for building out your pipeline is going to be looking at your existing contacts. And some of you veterans out there are people with big territories or people that have been doing this for a while are like, dude, I already know this existing context. Yeah. Um, everybody knows it, but yet most people don't do it. And that's the issue. So what I mean by existing contacts, it's not just people that you know, it's people that also know of your company. So looking at current customers, looking at the unsold, which is anybody that you've quoted and not closed and going back multiple years, if they're a current customer, they always trust your brand. So that's a quick conversation that you can have. And that's something that needs to be frequently had uh, multiple times a year. Don't just say, oh, these guys are busy or I asked them six months ago. You need to be like following, continuously following up, put them on a 90 day rotation. Hey, just want to check in, see if there's anything you need from me. If not, have a great rest of your week. If you're company is set up to where once you close a deal and they're a customer, then it goes into account management. That's fine. And that's common in industrial. Um, but that doesn't mean that you, you still can't hunt for new business from them because you still are their salesperson. Um, and so following up with them every 90 to 120 days, there's nothing wrong with that. Clients coming and being like, yeah, you know what? Actually, I do need something. That order that was supposed to ship didn't ship. Um, if you want to keep that trust and keep that repeat business, then you need to take care of that and be that lead person. The unsold is another area that people often forget about and often miss. It's anybody you've ever quoted over the last few years. Those are all viable opportunities that you can recirculate through and just reach out and say, hey, look, um, it's been a while since we last talked. What is it that, what did you end up doing with that project that we were talking about? Or, hey, I'm new to the company. Um, I just got hired and I saw that there was something that you were talking with one of our sales guys about before, um, but wanted to see what else do you guys have going on? 
then you can look into other people like existing contacts. Who knows you and who do you know? Anybody at a trade show. And I don't mean just people that raise their hand and said, I want to talk to you about this opportunity. I have a project for you guys. I'm talking about the lists of people. Hopefully your marketing team did a good job and they set up the booth and they also purchased a list of attendees. They're cold calls and cold opportunities, but they're still names and they're, they're an existing contact. Um, they may not know about you, but you know about them. And so that's a, that's a way to quickly build a list is go, and don't just look at it from the last trade show two months ago or six months ago. I mean, you can go back multiple years. It's a cold opportunity, but everything's cold until you make initial contact, right? I mean, you can get tens of thousands of contacts depending on how big your company is very quickly. The third step is going to be hunting for new contacts. So how do you do that? My favorite way to hunt for new contacts is going to be using LinkedIn. For those of you that follow the content, you know I'm obsessed with LinkedIn because it just works right now. Um, in the future, if it changes, I'll be on to something else, but it works. You can build out very significant lists and campaigns and things like that by looking through LinkedIn based on the filtering criteria. Now, years ago, it used to all be in the basic LinkedIn, um, and then you had to pay premium, you know, the 59 bucks a month to get access to those filtered uh, searches. And then recently in the last 12 to 16 months, 18 months, they've changed it to where now you have to have sales navigator, sales navigator, but sales navigator is an amazing tool. And it's worth the $79 because you can literally filter out everything that you need to be able to find and build out a list of accounts and people to go after. So it's like the Holy grail of prospecting. The industries on LinkedIn are a little bit different. They're not the same as like the NYX codes and the SIC codes. They've got their own industry list. It's about, I think it's about 150 different industries listed. What you have to do is look at some of your current customers, look at companies you know that you want to do business with. You know that you can provide a solution to them um, and you want to uh, get in contact with them and see if you can have a conversation and then look at what industry are they listed as on their company page and reverse engineer that. So do it with 10, 20 companies. See if you see a trend, whether it's mechanical or industrial engineering, whether it's um, you know mining and metals, things like that. Everybody's categorized a little bit differently, but but build out a quick industry list and then go into LinkedIn Sales Navigator, do a search. I would just say go industries and location and maybe company size and then be able to add those those companies, those accounts into a lead list. It's a super simple process, but oftentimes salespeople are like, I don't know who to go after next, or I've got a new territory. How do I find people? This is a quick way to do it. The next area from a data standpoint is going to be looking at Zoom info. So some of you may have heard of Zoom info before. Um, we've used them for about six years on and off. You're roughly looking at around $15,000 a year to be able to export out around 10,000, 15,000 contacts and be able to search their database. Um, but if you're looking for the best data sourcing tool of getting contact information, building out lists based on job function, industry, all the SIC codes, things like that, Zoom Info is the best. That's the only one that I trust whenever our clients come to MFG Tribe. That's what I would honestly say is the best uh, place for your money when it comes to that. Now, there's a caveat there. Do not use the list to then just send out BS emails where you're like, hey, uh, you know, buy from me. Um, this is what we do. And doing the direct selling thing, because like I say in all my other videos and all of our other content, that stuff doesn't work anymore. So you have to have, be able to provide some sort of value. So if you want to grab a list from Zoom Info and say, hey, Joe, this look at these uh, last 
two articles that we wrote, I thought you'd get some value out of it because it's relevant. That's not going to violate anything and that's not going to really piss anybody off. Now, if you're constantly doing that, it might. Um, but if you just go in for the direct sale, then you're definitely going to piss people off. So the last area, the fourth step is going to be in the follow-up. Whether you're good, great, or in between, most salespeople, most technical salespeople don't follow up enough. It can become a very cumbersome process, consistently following up week after week after week, sometimes getting no return to your email, no return to your phone call. Don't always assume that people are just ignoring you intentionally. Sometimes they have things going on at work. Sometimes the project went on the back burner. They've got 147 emails that they're getting in. And so you you don't want to go into it like, oh, they, they're just trying to ignore me. You want to say like, they're probably busy and I'm going to keep on following up. The key is, is do not use the exact same method time after time after again. If you're only following up via email, you might be missing the opportunity because maybe your emails are going to spam because you never know with, with all the company structures these days. And I always used to do this is I would always make a phone call and send an email at the same time. Or if I sent an email, I would then call them. And because in your email, after you call them and leave them a voicemail, you can say, hey, I just left you a voicemail. I wanted to follow up on this project. And you can hit two methods right away with one attempt. And it's only going to take 60 seconds to do this, make a phone call. And if they don't answer, leave them a voicemail and then send them an email. That's like a minute. Now, if those aren't working, and I, what I mean by not working is not after like six months not working. I mean like after you've done it a few times, then you need to try a different way. You need to find them on LinkedIn. You need to do a cold visit if you're in the area. You have to change your approach. You can't just keep doing the same thing over and over again. But follow-up is really what separates the ones that make it you know, to the top and the ones that stay just mediocre or just below it because you've got these opportunities, but you're not following up enough. And if you're resting on your laurels and you're like, I'm, I'm going to uh, rely on this opportunity to drive, drive my pipeline and drive my revenue up and hit my sales quota and you're just relying on that one, then you're going to fail. Um, sometimes you strike it big and you hit one out of the park and that kind of keeps the bosses happy for a while. But if you're aggressive and you're really looking to build out your own you know, personal wealth and income and revenue for the business and, and put your name behind it, then you don't just want one of those. You want 20 of those. It all comes down to the follow-up. The last point that I would make is that when you are going after companies and you're building out these lists, don't just look for the whales and the sharks and the biggest companies that are going to do the most for you. You have to look at everybody in between. So big companies are going to have a big opportunity for you and big dollars spent is great. And you should have those people in your, in your pipeline and on your list of people to go after. So you still want to be going after smaller companies because sometimes the bigger companies take a while for the process to go through and for you to get approved as a vendor or to get approved to whatever it is that you're selling, purchase your product. It can take a while whether it's the paperwork or the approval process or whatever it is. And sometimes those medium-sized companies are going to be able to push it through faster. So you have to look at all three areas of big, medium, and small. Go after all three of those different types of companies all at the same time. You're not just going after one hyper-focused niche within a niche of revenue and only going after the big players. You have to spread it out because if you work, for, uh, work as part of a, a larger sales team, and there's 20, 30, 50 people there, um, they are going to eventually probably cut you if you're not closing deals and you're only only focusing on whales. Um, you got to go after sharks and fish too. And I've got a whole video about it, breaking it down uh, on YouTube. You've made the commitment to build out this pipeline. You're trying to go after these companies, but don't just whale hunt. There are opportunities that are in between 
the small guys and the big guys that can really get you there. So if you feel like there is some value in this, then please just share it. Hit the like button. Um, give me some thumbs up on LinkedIn. Uh, share it out through YouTube. Tell your friends about it, whatever it is. Um, what, what I'm trying to do is just help as many people as possible, um, whether it's industrial marketing, industrial sales, technical sales, things like that. Stay tuned. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Share it with everybody you know, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.